Hi, I'm Anna. And I'm Kristen. We're best friends who both happen to have been born with limb differences. Join us as we talk about the many ways our limb differences impact our lives. From medical intervention to bullying to dating, we're covering it all. And we hope you'll share your stories with us along the way. This is Life and Limb. Aight, we good? Yeah. Good, because we're recording. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I always like to kind of catch you off guard with those because... That's a lot, Anna. One of these days, I'm going to say something embarrassing and you're going to like refuse to take it out or something. Exactly. Well, it's like the time that you were like humming along to the theme music and then it's just so cute. And you told Uh, me that one time you were like, you're going to have to start it when I'm not prepared so we can just jump right into it. Yeah. Okay. Maybe next time... I get to be in charge of when we start recording. You can hit the button if okay. you want to. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to Life and Limb in 2021. Woohoo, we made it. We I assume. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you're are, listening to this, we made it. Yes, we are recording this before the new year, but it will be released after the new year. And so if you're <laughs> listening to this, thank God we're out of 2020. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what's ahead. Yes, I will not do the thing that I did last year where I said 2020 is going to be my year. It's going to be the best because now I know that the universe sometimes has other plans. I think I love the thing that's going around right now that's like nobody claim 2021 as your year. Yeah. Like just don't. <laughs> just don't do it. Don't do it. Everybody claimed 2020 and we saw how that went down. Mm-hmm. So do not do it. Just <laughs> Just go with whatever happens and make the best of it. But if you are listening to this, we know that the world has made it until January 11th. Yes, January 11th. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just had to like look at my calendar. By the Um, time you listen to this, I will be older. That's right. I mean, that's true of any episode, but you will be like a birthday older. Numerically by year older. Yes. And your birthday is the 9th. Yeah. Oh, there's an IABD show that day too. There is. Which I I actually, I was talking to my partner about this. I was saying, you know, I don't know how I would have felt having a show day on my birthday because our show days were very long. It takes the whole day and there's sort of a built-in thing after. Mm-hmm. So if it were a different year, I might be a little, oh, that's not what I want to do for my birthday. But that has been one of the few social things that I'm actually able to do. So it's actually like a pandemic. highlight for your birthday it this kind year. Of for sure. is. It is. You know, I don't know what I would do if I didn't have something already on that day. Yes. Probably and not much. I just realized, I think we've talked about it before, but if anybody doesn't know what we mean by IABD, it is, it's all been done radio hour. It is a local podcast full of a troupe of excellent actors that Kristen is a cast member of and I am an occasional guest star on. Yeah. So um, if you haven't listened to It's All Been Done Radio Hour, check it out. It, it's a podcast in the style of radio serials. Yeah. So we have we have several segments and we advance um, three or four of them um, once a month. And in non-pandemic times, we would record live in front of an audience. Um, lately, we've been doing it all online. But then it's all recorded and they're released as podcast episodes. Yeah, it's a really, really fun show with a lot of unique and fun characters. There are some amazing voice actors on it. There, I mean, if I didn't watch the show in person, there are several voice actors that I would not know they were playing. Yeah. They're like that different characters were the same actor. So, and Kristen writes the music for it. So I do, I write when we do music within the segments, I write that. We also have someone who composes theme 
songs. Yes. Theme music for all of the different segments. Um, Nathan Haley, he's amazing. Everyone involved is so talented. Um, yeah, I can't believe we haven't gone into detail about that. Yeah, I, maybe we have and we're forgetting, but it's all been done radio hour. If you like listening to us talk, you can mm-hmm. also hear us talk and hear me rap um, on It's yeah. All Been Done Radio Hour. Yeah, that's a thing. That yep. Anna did. I sure did. <laughs> <laughs> so again, welcome back to Life and Limb. Today is the fabled dating and relationships episode that I promised oh, two weeks ago and then we decided to do something else. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. We're here now. We're here now. It and is happening. It is happening. And I <laughs> the think- girlfriend that lives in Canada has finally made a trip <laughs> to come see us. <laughs> such a good metaphor for this um yeah I think this is one that a lot of people also wanted us to talk about and it's something that I've talked a little bit about in the private limb difference groups that I'm a part of but it's going to be fun to explore it a little bit more on the podcast but first we have our trusty segment yay (laughs) let's catch up let's catch up Anna what have you got so I decided the other day that I was going to attempt to do like the glove thing again because it's glove season it's cold outside I'm gonna I'm gonna try this so I happened to be at Joanne Fabrics the other day picking up some yarn for a gift that I'm making for somebody and you know I have you been to a Joanne where they have like that checkout line of trap items that you have to go through oh and yeah it's yeah. all the little things that you didn't think you needed until you got in line and you're like this would be cool to have yeah I bought like three pairs of sunglasses yep. from that little... Yeah. They suck you in. Yeah. That <laughs> magical little area yes. where suddenly everything looks like a good idea. And it's all a deal, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I got into that area, and they had some little gloves. And I was like, okay, let's let's try this. And I, I put the glove on my left hand, and it fit. And I put the glove on my right hand, and my finger, Phil, <laughs> went into the quote-unquote wrong finger... So I had my thumb and my index finger in the right finger. And then typically I put Phil in the middle finger Mm -hmm. and I put it into the ring finger and it fit really well. And so I thought to myself, wait a minute, have I been altering gloves wrong this whole time? Have I been cutting off the last two and I should have been cutting off the middle and the pinky instead? Right. Because you've talked about how the middle finger is typically, it's the longest one. So Uh yeah. And so these gloves were $1.50. And I was like, you gotta, I was like, okay, I have to. So I got them. I brought them home and I started to perform surgery on them and it went really poorly. Oh no. <laughs> they are Nicholas and I'm in my craft room right now. Hold on. They're in my She's trash. She's reaching into a trash can. I'm reaching into a trash can and pulling out these gloves that I threw away because I did such a bad job on them. But they have been operated on. They've been operated on and I did a terrible, terrible job because it's hard to sew. They're knit gloves and it's very hard to sew knit fabric because it stretches so much. Yeah. Um. So I may go back and get another pair and hand sew them instead. Or I may just order now that I know that those are the correct fingers that I want to have. I may order like a nicer pair of fleece gloves, which isn't so hard to sew and actually like try. Can you so, just can you hold this up for me? Also, you look really pretty with this lighting right now. I look now, really so. pretty. I have no makeup on and I'm in a janky sweatshirt. Yeah, I look beautiful naturally. <laughs> <laughs> As do you. God. Hold up the darn glove, Anna. 
it's so cute. I'm sorry, but this is really cute. Oh. So <laughs> this may be appearing on Instagram, my sad little glove. It's definitely but... gonna appear on Instagram. The thing is, those gloves are also just I mean, they were a dollar fifty, so they're they're cheap. It was a good experiment. It and really was. So I think you're onto something I'm onto overall. Something. Yes. And so I think I'm gonna order myself like from Amazon or something, just a nice pair of fleece gloves that are still simple to cut apart, mm-hmm. but are easier to sew back together and try the middle finger cut. Yeah. And see if that works better for me. The thing is you are a very good sewer you're very crafty so i know that that is not a reflection of you <laughs> that abilities thank you it just just looking at it just purely aesthetically it's it looks it's kind of comical oh yeah it Aww. looks absolutely ridiculous but. but that is a big find though that is a big find and it was an accident yeah like I just ate, went into the Phil's quote, like, no, I go here. No, I belong here, mom. <laughs> mom, what? <laughs> Whoa, there. <laughs> okay. Let's not pull at that thread. <laughs> We're not going to get into that this episode. It's like when you pointed out that I call Littlefoot he. Like, yeah. let's just not, let's not poke at that. Phil is my son? I mean, it's, in some, it's like a pet, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole thing that. I mean, I talk to Littlefoot, so I don't know what it is. It's not a child, but it's. Mm. <laughs> that just came out of my mouth and I was not expecting sure did. it. It took me aback. Into a microphone. We'll unpack that someday, but today is not the day. Maybe we won't. Maybe we won't. Maybe we never speak of this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. So, Kristen. Yeah, it's up with you. Okay. So, (laughs) so, yeah, this isn't, um, this isn't directly related to something that happened this past week, but let's just get it out. Let's just get get the giggles out. Sometimes, and I've talked about this with Kristen before, that sometimes something tickles me and I'll just keep laughing about it for like the next 10 minutes. And Mm. I have to, okay, I'm, I'm refocused. We're good. Okay. So this isn't something that specifically happened this past week, but it's something from a long time ago that I just sort of randomly thought about because it it was the holiday season and it was just my birthday. So um, with gift giving, I was trying to think of if anyone had ever tried to give me a gift related to Littlefoot yeah. or like something with feet, but not realizing that it wouldn't work for me. The thing that brought this on is because my work office sent out our holiday gifts to people's houses ah. because we had a Zoom a Zoom holiday party. So on the box there was a note that said do not open until the holiday party. Mm-hmm. So at this point that we're recording the holiday party hasn't happened yet. I don't know what was in the box. But it made me think like what if it's like slippers? Oh, or something no. like what if it's a gift that is just completely something that I can't use mm-hmm. um, and I don't really know what made me think of that but it was an interesting idea and it took me back to a Christmas oh gosh like 14 years ago I was bartending at a um, a Japanese restaurant that used to be here in Columbus in the short north called Haiku and we did a secret Santa and, I remember Haiku. Yeah, oh, it was a great place. So all the servers, the bartenders, and the managers, we all did a secret Santa. And I remember one of the servers came up to me 
and he handed me my gift and was like, surprise, I'm your secret Santa. We didn't do a, like, that's just how we did it. It was just like at any point throughout the party, you can just reveal yourself and give the present. Mm -hmm. It was kind of nice. It was kind of cool because he didn't know when it was going to happen. So he was very excited. Um, It was this, he was a very tall, like, just a very large presence of a man, Mm -hmm. um, but a total sweetheart. His name was Brody. And he handed me this box just like, ah, you know, I got you this. I'm your secret Santa. Oh, God. So I I open it, and it is a pair of slippers or, like, moccasins, like, really nice house shoes Uh with a... With a very solid, like, bottom with yeah, a sole yeah. on them. Like, not flimsy at all and very much my style. Oh. But, like, just a pair of slippers. Oh, no. And I was, like, I was very touched and I really liked them. And I I just remember thinking, this, this is so disappointing to me on behalf of Brody because yeah. I don't – I'm not going to tell him no. how this won't work for me. But I'm just like, oh, gosh, he – such an effort. And I don't know if all of these expressions flashed across my face in the span of like three seconds, but I looked up at Brody and he was just grinning and he was like, oh, and also here. And he pulled another box out from behind him (gasps) and it was a smaller pair of the exact same slippers. Brody! So he had enlisted the other bartender, the bar manager, who I was really close with because that's who I spent all my time with. And he said, what would be a good gift for Kristen? Like, I was thinking slippers. And Kirk, the bar manager, was like, that would be great, but Mm -hmm. don't forget about this. So apparently they went to, I think it was like Target or something together, and they told me that they had talked to the salespeople about, like, can we buy single shoes? What are the options here? What? We have to pay for it. You mean to tell me that our friend, this is what she goes through? And they they couldn't find one of the two sizes that they needed. Mm-hmm. And they said that there should have been one in stock, but they couldn't find it. So they said they went into the back and they were looking like this salesperson. They were looking through like bins and bins of boxes and just trying to find this elusive other size. And it was this whole experience that they had, but it was so sweet. I still have them. They're, I mean, they're a little like worn, but they are still, they're still perfectly intact. I wear them now that I'm at my house, like working from home. I wear them every single day. Oh my God. I, I have like full body chills. That is so not where I expected that story to go. That Me neither. And Brody is a hero. Mm-hmm. What an absolute treasure of a person. And your bar manager too. Like, ah. Yeah. Because it's just amazing. And like the the little surprise too of like, ah, gotcha. Like yeah. that's so clever. And I, I love that story. That's, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Like he set it up to have that moment. Like he didn't put the the little yeah. one and the big one together as a set and give them and gave them to me that way. He specifically separated them so that I would have that moment of realization that someone thought of my personal needs. Yeah, and I just I every time I put them on, I still think I haven't talked to either of them in probably at least almost fourteen years because I yeah. left. I went to grad school not mm-hmm. long after that, like the next summer. But I think of those two and. 
what they did every single time I wear those slippers. That's unbelievable. Yeah. What an amazing story. Yeah. Well, I was going to like dogpile on your story and now I it's not as positive, but I gotta, I've got to tell it because it's in the dating and relationships episode too. Like you, I thought this was going in a totally different direction. And oh, so no. I was going to talk about this. Is time. this getting us into the dating topic now? Not quite yet because okay. we still have to do our We See You, but I just have oh, to tell right. this story. Okay. But I dated... My first boyfriend in high school, I started dating when I was like just barely 14 and I don't think his parents liked me. I don't really know why, but I just don't think they liked Eh. me very much. We didn't really get to know each other. Like he was over at my house constantly. Like we, my parents knew him and like his, everything about him, but I had kind of a distant relationship with his parents. Well, you weren't, you weren't there as often. Right. Yeah. Um, and the one Christmas that we were together, his parents bought me gloves. Hmm. And I didn't quite know what to do because it was a really awkward moment. And I wish I had just like, oh, thank you so much. These are beautiful. And instead I blurted out, oh, I think I can fix these. (laughs) Oh, no. So it was just a horribly awkward situation all around. It's so well-intentioned. And it's also, it's trying to be honest, but in a positive way. So I totally get what you were going for there. But Yeah. It haunts me to this day. It's still one of my most awkward moments. But it also it does sort of speak to how little they knew you. Yeah. Like Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, turnabout's fair play because now I have the world's best mother in law. So <laughs> I think I think I dodged a little bit of a bullet. It's fine. Yeah, that's that's so awkward. It's so awkward. But I like Brody. Mm. Brody Brody's also Angel a frontline worker. Is he really? Yeah. Brody, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for being just one of the best kinds of humans there are. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually, I'm going to throw this out there. My catch up and that memory is also going to be a little bit of a, I see you. Like, even though it's not my turn, yeah. I'm just going to say that. Like, no, that's we a see mini you. we see you, Brody. Yeah. Thank you for the work you're doing during this pandemic. And thank you for being so incredibly thoughtful yeah. um, to accommodate someone on a special occasion <laughs> i love brody like i don't I know do him too. at all <laughs> just yeah i i don't know what his life is like now but i see updates and i just you'll always remember that though. i always will That's... i i always will and i from the looks of it i'm gonna have these slippers forever good because they are not even close to falling apart it's like the world's best secret santa gift it it absolutely has been that's nuts yeah <laughs> Well, speaking of we see yous, it is my turn for a we yeah. see you. And I was kind of in this weird space today where I was like, I have a couple of other people I want to shout out in mind, but like, I just, I, none of them really felt right today. And then my dad texted me hmm. and like, I, I think this is like, I don't know if I believe in fate, but this feels like fate that I was like, I don't know if this is the right time to do these other ones. And then my dad just happened to text me out of the blue with this one that was like, ta-da. Um, <laughs> And my dad, I think I've said before on the podcast, is a software developer. Um, That's what he does for a living. And so he is really on the cutting edge. He's an early adopter of like every technology. He told Mm -hmm. me Twitter was going to be a big thing years before Twitter was a big thing. Yeah, and you said he was the one who really pushed you to get used to typing when you were little. Yeah, exactly. And today he sent me an email and he was like, hey, just a thought. You don't have to talk about it. But this might be cool for your podcast. I just found this software that I think would be useful for people. And so 
I looked it up and it's a software called Talon and you can go to talonvoice.com. It's an open source software. So this is free and it is something that allows you to completely control a computer with your voice. And this exists already. But the thing that's unique about Talon is that you can code with your voice. Oh. So this is for programmers. Oh. So the creator, his name is Ryan Heilman. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. He's on Twitter at Lunixbox. That I'm definitely not pronouncing right. It's L-U-N-I-X-B-O-C-H-S. He has chronic pain in his hands and wrists. And so he created mm. this. He is a software developer and a programmer. And he created this program to help people with limited typing ability, whether that be a limb difference or pain or anything, mm -hmm. to be able to still be a programmer and to be able to code wow. and type. And there's a demonstration. The link my dad sent me to was a blog post by um, another name I'm probably not going to pronounce right. Josh Camo, maybe? C-O-M-E-A-U. Uh, and it's a demonstration of him coding with this software. And you can hear how it works. And it's so seamless and he's writing this incredible code. It's just mind-blowing to me that somebody was able to make this where you can code with your voice. Huh. Because usually the voice software is already pre-coded, you know? Like, that's what you do is yeah. you just interact with a computer. But this allows you not only to code, you can customize it via code as well because it's an open-source software. Oh, wow. So it's free to download. You can customize it. And so if there are any limb-different programmers out there listening – talent this would like, change your life this would change your life and I'm just so blown away by this software it's so neat and obviously like I'm looking at the coding that this guy is doing in the blog post and I have no idea what I'm looking at I know basic html that's about all <laughs> but it looks like you can get into like python and java and some like really intense like real coding languages with this software and it's just so cool. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not a coder at all, but I want to at least I want to look this up and watch yeah, it. Yeah, like imagine I think even if you are somebody who has one hand, mm -hmm. like think about how much longer it would take you to type oh out all gosh. that code versus just giving the computer instructions and it doing it for you. Yeah. Oh my god. So Ryan Heilman and Talon, the software, we see you and thank you. That's an incredible advancement. That's amazing. And I think that's going to help a lot of people. Obviously, um, Mr. Heilman has... He did it in a way for himself because this allows him to do his job more efficiently. Mm -hmm. But the number of people this could help, I mean. Or like just even people who aren't coders yet. Yeah. It opens up doors for them to study it and to like people their who think career like, prospects just opened up. Exactly. People yeah. who think, oh, I probably can't code because I can't use a keyboard efficiently because of my limb difference. Well, this solves that problem. Mm. I think that's so cool. That is very cool. <laughs> yeah. That's so awesome. That's my We See You Today. Thank you, Dad, Kirby Leaper, for what shouting that out. What a great random one. I like, know. Like, of all the things. You uh, might, it might be cool for the yeah, podcast. It was, no, Dad, this is. This is, like, exactly what I want to talk about. And it was so cute. His message was like, this is not a request, just a thought. That's oh. what he said. <laughs> I love my dad. Kirby. Yeah. So I, I just thought that was a great one. And I hope that many people discover this software. I think it's relatively new too. It looks yeah. like the first tweet I saw about it on Ryan Heilman's profile was from September. So oh. I don't know if it's that new. I didn't dig as much as I could have, but I, I think this is a game changer. Yeah, absolutely. So if you 
are listening and this is something you didn't know about, this exists. You can code. Yeah. You can do anything. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Yes. All right. Let's dive into the meat of the episode. Are we doing this? Are we're we gonna, really doing we're this? We're going to do it. Okay. It's, uh, the girlfriend is down from Canada. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she exists. Yes. And so one thing that I should say right off the bat, too, is um, as far as I know, uh, Kristen and I are both straight. So we're coming at this from a straight perspective, like talking to guys as women. So I think that's both of our dating histories have been straight. You know, we're female identifying and we have dated males. Yes. So, yeah. So that's for all intents and purposes. This is a discussion for us personally. It's heterosexual dating. Yes. but. So the experiences may be different if you are a woman who dates women, a man who dates men. Yeah. Um, and if you're a woman who dates men, your experiences may be different than too. So. Yeah. And in a way, like, I'm, I'm not sure if it, this, specifically the subject of dating with a limb difference, I'm not sure that that matters. Some of this will be universal and some of it's just going to be specific to our. Exactly. Yeah. Experiences. Yeah. So, but yeah, if we use like he pronouns or default to heteronormative vocabulary during this please excuse us that's just where we come from so um i think i guess like maybe a way to start this would be to just talk about like general dating history because i think a lot of times you don't see people with limb differences like portrayed in media or anything is people who date other people and that's like (laughs) well you don't see them portrayed very much at all at all yeah and we'll talk about that when we do a representation episode but like I think for me as a little girl I remember always (laughs) this is really sad when I say it out loud and it didn't seem that sad at the time but like I would lay in bed sometimes and like I was always the little girl who like dreamed about the wedding and like that kind of (laughs) stuff which got canceled but (laughs) it'll happen (laughs) postponed and I remember always thinking, like, I've never seen a bride with a hand like mine. Like, can I even get married? Like, is anybody going to want to marry me because I have this hand? Like, Mm -hmm. mommies don't have hands like mine. And so, like, it's kind of like what Nicole Brennan was saying on her episode. Like, she didn't realize she could be a mother until she saw somebody else who had a limb difference like her doing it. Yeah. Um, Like, it. I had all these, like, doubts and thoughts as a little kid about, like, Am I ever going to have a boyfriend? Am I ever going to get married? Because who wants to date somebody with a limb difference? Which, looking back on, very much not a problem. But I think everybody has had, not maybe not everybody, but I think a lot of people have had those thoughts, you know, like just those little questions of like, is this going to be okay in this context? I did not. Which is awesome. <gasps> this is one of those things that I I understand everything that you're saying and I get it and, you know... I get you as a person, but I just can't. I cannot remember having those similar thoughts when I was a kid. Yeah. I also wasn't very, I didn't romanticize the the wedding and sure. the, the marriage and stuff the way a lot of little girls are, you know, stereotyped as doing. Sure. Um, I was a total stereotype but in I that mean, way. No, I, I, was very, I was a romantic in some ways. I knew that I wanted a partner. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew that I wanted to have a relationship and I have parents that have been together since they were like 14 years yeah. old so yeah I I definitely had in my head that idea of you know spending your life with someone I never really thought about it in terms of my leg though 
which is good. I think that's good that you didn't have that because it is kind of a sad thing to think about. That's very, your whole, yeah, I know you, you mentioned this in a previous episode, but it's just, it broke my heart when you said it. And when Nicole was talking about how for her, it was almost like it wasn't even a thought that she could be a mom until she saw someone like her doing it, which is just so awful. Yeah. Yeah. Like, did you, did you just not think anyone would be attracted to you? I think that was part of it. Like, why would somebody want to date me when they Mm. could date somebody with 10 fingers? Which is silly (laughs) because I have a lot of other qualities besides having eight fingers. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think that was a real concern of mine as a little kid. And as I grew up and kind of found my personality more, I was like, oh, okay, that's not as big of a deal as I thought it was, you yeah. know. But I, I had my first boyfriend when I was just out of middle school. Like we started dating the summer after middle school and um, I met him through friends and my hand was just not an issue for him. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't. Yeah. And I, I found that that is the case with the majority of people. And we, he broke up like high schoolers do just in a flame you know like we hated each other for a little while after that and mm-hmm. now I think about him sometimes and I'm like I wonder how he's doing like, yeah I think he's married now to a beautiful woman actually I I saw a picture of them together um on Facebook a couple of years ago and looks like he's doing well so that's great yeah but- I think there is this is probably going to be a continuing theme in this entire episode but something you said is to me it's it's a big distinguishing factor you just knew him like from your normal life Mm -hmm. you had mutual friends you hung out and you met that way which is also my experience I'm pretty sure everyone that I've been in a relationship with I haven't done a lot of dating like casual dating Mm -hmm. I I've always just been living my life and doing things and there just happened to be someone within my social circle from like hobbies or activities that I met and that I clicked with and when I started dating someone, it was always serious. Yeah. It's, it was mostly because we were friends who developed very strong feelings for each other. So there was never any like that getting to know you dating. Right. And on the flip side, again, I love that we have such opposite experiences in mm-hmm. life in general because we can talk about this. I did a lot of like online dating. Right. Went on a lot of dates. And I, while I cannot relate to that experience, I've thought about you know, especially in adulthood when you don't necessarily have the built-in social uh, community that you have, like with your classmates mm-hmm. or teammates when you're doing sports. If I had to actively try to find someone to date in my adult life and I had to do online dating, I've thought to myself, when would I, when would I bring up my limb difference like at what point would I have to have that conversation with someone and that brings me to Mm. a listener question yay so um I think I mentioned her very briefly in the Nicole Brennan episode Mm -hmm. um there is a woman named Eva Fern I think it's Eva I'm sorry if it's Ava I'm gonna say Eva and she is free to correct me if I'm wrong (laughs) and she is the one who is an illustrator and an art teacher and I saw her making things like from a point of view perspective and has like my exact same hand set up so it was like oh my gosh so she knew from previous episodes we'd talked about the fact that we were going to do a dating and relationships episode and so she sent a question to us on Instagram and her handle on Instagram is her name Eva Fern E-V-A-F-E-A-R-N she said it was okay to read her name (laughs) she says about two years ago I dated a guy who I met on a dating app who said when we met 
do you not think you should have told me before we met about your hand? This had never really occurred to me as why I should justify my appearance and why it should matter. At least that was my perspective. I don't tend to let things get to me, but reflecting on it, it did knock my confidence a bit in terms of dating, and I've withdrawn from it since with the conflict in my head of should I explain? And if I don't, am I setting myself up to meet people who will be uncomfortable with it? And she says, I don't think this guy was a bad person by any means. I just don't think he understood what he was saying, which absolutely I think is accurate. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. There is. So first of all, I think the way he phrased it, and again, this is through a text, so I don't know if if this is how he meant for it to sound, but the way that it is written that she presented it to us absolutely sounds um, rude. Yes. And insensitive. I will say, though, that I don't think you have an obligation to Mm -mm. tell anyone. Like, that's your personal business. I just feel like if it were me, I would want to know if this is going to be a problem or a deal breaker before I invest my time and energy into someone. I like, and that's more for yourself than anything. Like, if this is going to be something that people are going to be weird about or be uncomfortable with, Find that out up front. And if they are uncomfortable, maybe it's something they can get used to or maybe it's just going to be a a no for them. Yeah. And, you know, that's okay. But save yourself the time and energy and hurt later by finding out early. And the other thing that we have found from talking about some of our interactions with people in the limb difference community and that I think I talked about in our conversation with Nicole, is that even as someone with a limb difference, I have met people with limb differences and I'm still surprised and caught off guard by it. So I can understand from this person's point of view that you dated, Eva, that he might have felt put on the spot Mm. or he might have been self-conscious about what his own reaction was and was sort of taking that out on you because he felt uncomfortable yes I don't think he went about it in a like the ideal way (laughs) oh no oh no um but Eva this is something I've struggled with and toyed with too I I did a lot of online dating and that is mainly because I was a theater person Mm -hmm. and as theater people know the dating pool if you are a straight woman looking for straight men is limited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody falls in love with the one straight guy in the theater program. That's just kind of the <laughs> typical thing. Um, and so for me, I didn't, I wasn't meeting people organically that I was like mm. even compatible with in yeah. that sense. Yeah. And so I turned to online dating and I started doing this in college and I, I had to experiment quite a bit. Um, I didn't want to put it in my profile pictures, like really obviously, because I didn't want that to be the first impression somebody had. Of right. Me. But at the same time, like I didn't want to hide it. So I went on a couple of dates where I just didn't say anything beforehand and would bring it up during the date somehow. And mm-hmm. typically that went pretty well. And then I had a few instances where I told people beforehand and sometimes it went well and sometimes it didn't. I had one guy I just tried to bring it up very naturally in the conversation. And I just said, oh, and just so you know, I have three fingers on one hand. It's no big deal. It's, you know, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And that man in particular said, you know, it actually is kind of a big deal to me. And I'm sorry. I don't think I want to pursue this. And that I can't blame him for that because everybody is entitled to their preferences. Yeah. But also 
I'm glad I didn't get more emotionally invested in that, you know, in that conversation than Mm -hmm. I already had. It's almost kind of a good way to like weed people out (laughs) in a way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And so what I ended up doing is typically for me, I am very like take it slow and cautious when it comes to online dating because I don't know who I'm really talking to. I don't want to get catfished. So I always have a period of like, I need to send so many emails. It's not a strict formula, Mm -hmm. but it's like, I want to send this many emails before I give out my number. I want to like text for this long before I go on like a Skype date. And I want to do a Skype date before I meet in person. And typically somewhere in that email text area is when I started introducing my hand. Mm-hmm. And it was always just like if I found a natural way to bring it up in conversation, that's what I would do. Like, oh, speaking of like unique things about us, by the way, I have this hand. And I would say I think that one guy was the only one who ever had a problem with it. And I think, Eva, you may have found your one guy who had and he may not even had a problem with it he just had this feeling that like oh I should have known beforehand or something yeah it's it's a really tricky thing to navigate and it's you don't want to you don't want to make it the most important thing about you but it also like like we said if it's gonna be an issue better to find out immediately yeah um I also I can imagine myself like I might just forget because yeah. I don't know about other people, but I don't think about it that often. Exactly. So it's not the first thing I think to tell people. Right. Um, and that's the thing is like if your relationships have all began organically, then typically people have already known before yeah. you got into that relationship. Online, it's different. And that's how most people are dating now. Is, yeah. And I feel like I would I would try to time it. And again, this is if I if I think to to do it, if mm-hmm. I remember if it got to a point where you're talking and it seems like you might be going to a place where you're going to meet in person mm-hmm. and where you feel like you might be actually starting to like the person, I think that is when I would be like, hey, I, I like you and, you know, I, I like where this is going. I'm just going to put this out there now. Yeah. To me, that would probably be the gauge of... That's kind of the sweet spot. Yeah. And the right person will have the right reaction. Yeah. I I met my husband on Match.com mm-hmm. and it was one of those things where I, I actually saw his profile and I initially reached out to him because um, I had just finished watching Game of Thrones, which Kristen You're recommended welcome. to me. Uh, <laughs> the, Kristen is literally the reason I met my husband, if you go back and think about it. So I just finished watching Game of Thrones and I saw this guy on Match.com with a bright red beard that reminded me <laughs> of Tormund Giants Bane. And so I reached out to him and I was like, does anybody ever tell you you look like Tormund? You know, whatever. And it turns out it was his last day on the app. His subscription <laughs> was running out and I had messaged him just in time. So we started emailing each other and just kind of getting to know each other that way. And I I had worked my hand into the conversation during that email period at some point. Like, and okay, I, so early on, but not the first. Correct. Like, it wasn't the first one thing. One or two. And on my match profile, I had a photo of myself. It was a full body photo where my hand was clearly visible, but was not the focus of the photo. Ah, okay. So it gave somebody the chance to see it if they were really looking or to be like, oh, I didn't even notice. It's not a huge deal. I yeah. couldn't even tell. So I brought it up and I I was trying to find the email, but it's it's been like three years now. So I was like, I can't go back and find that. But I, I worked in the conversation. I was like, oh, and just so you know, um, I'm missing two fingers on my hand. And 
so on and so forth. And our emails were like novels. Like we were writing a <laughs> lot back and forth to each other. So it was buried in other paragraphs. And typically we would respond to everything the person said and then go on and write our own stuff. And so it was kind of in the middle of the email and his email kind of like addressed the first things I had said. And then right in the middle of his email, he said, oh, that's really cool about your hand. Just one more thing that makes you really unique. And then went on. Ding, ding, ding. Yep. <laughs> and, and I was like, there it is. That's the answer. He made it was not a big deal to him. It was something that he was like, oh, okay, good to know. Mm-hmm. And just moved on. And I was like, pass the test. Good. That's my, it's my barometer. Yeah. Not that, not that you test people with it. But no. Like, <laughs> I mean, if you want a barometer for like basic human decency, here's the thing. <laughs> even if it is a problem for someone, how they let you know that can also tell you a lot about exactly. them. Exactly. Yes. And so he he was very cool with it and I mean he he never brought it up until I brought it up mm. and then when I brought it up you know I mean I mean after we had started seeing each other in person and when I brought it up he was open to asking questions and was just very courteous about it and yeah. um it's a sign of a good guy well um. <laughs> and I think it's just a sign of someone who is genuinely interested in the person that they're getting to know yes yeah Maybe that's a factor, too, is if the person is already kind of like, eh, you know, and they're only looking for fun or they're not really sure how they feel about it. That might be something that they're just like, mm, and I'm out. Yeah. Like, it's like flipping a coin. Like, you can tell how you really feel about it when something you weren't expecting comes up. Yeah. And you're like, oh, if <laughs> if I'm not okay with this, then that tells me a lot about how I'm feeling about this person. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, it can be discouraging if you get a response like Eva did. And I th- I would say keep at it because like, yeah. first of all, I'm a huge proponent of online dating, obviously, because it worked for me. Sure. Um, it's not going to work for everybody. But I think I would say don't get discouraged by one one interaction that was less than ideal because I would say the majority of your interactions are going to be better than that. And I think going forward, like test out a few different times to mm-hmm. bring it up, you know, just see what works best. Yeah. And it, it goes back to something that we talked about in the bullying episode where it's not something necessarily that's personal about you and you don't want to let it affect, you know, your own like self-image or project that one experience into future ones and just think this is how every interaction is going to be with online dating. Like it's just that one person's reaction, but it it makes sense that you would be discouraged by it because it just it's just not fun to no. encounter that. Yeah. And as, as rare as it probably will be, it's hard not to internalize it. But just remember that I think the feeling that most of us feel in that moment is just, ooh, like ugliness. Yeah. And this doesn't feel good. But so let it be that, you know, work through that. But just don't don't assume that's how it's always going to be or how the next experience is going to be. Exactly. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I have a an interesting dating story. It's not online dating, but <laughs> it was um one of my first dating experiences and one of the only ones that had any sort of awkward happening with my with Littlefoot. Mm-hmm. Um so I was I was either 15 or I had just turned 16 and I had started doing theater um in Toledo and there was a senior from my school who was also involved in this community theater. This was not theater through our high school. It was just a community theater in Toledo. But he was very popular. I knew of him and my sister was also in his class and he was 
like the big guy in theater and just very well known around school. And so we started working on this um, production together and he liked me and I was very surprised by that. I was just a sophomore and a senior, you know, at the time, two years feels like forever. Yeah. So significant. But I didn't realize, especially because I remember seeing him around school, but I don't know that he... I don't know that he had seen me like around school, just in hallways and stuff. And during the time that we were rehearsing and getting to know each other, it was winter. So I was probably wearing like long pants Mm -hmm. and like closed shoes. So we were quote unquote talking like, you know, just he started like calling me on the phone and we would talk at night. And yeah, and there was talk of like, well, that's the, that's yeah, that's how it starts. There was no texting. No. No. So this is, if you wanted to like get to know someone outside of whatever activity you were doing with them, you had to make an effort. So we were getting to know each other and it was very clear that there was an interest and that this was like a a dating type thing. This was more than a friendship. And I remember we were talking on the phone about the topic of like past relationships Mm -hmm. came up. I didn't really have any sure being you know barely 16 and he didn't really have many either but he was telling me about how he had just sort of been dating this girl for maybe a couple of months but he was like yeah it was going really well and then something weird happened like she um she took like we were getting ready to watch a movie and she took her her shoes and her socks off to like curl up on the couch and I noticed that like it was like she was missing the top knuckle of one of her toes, like the part with the nail, like she was missing it. No. And I just couldn't stop focusing on it. No. And it just ate at my brain. And like, I just couldn't. Yeah. It just changed everything. Like he just couldn't deal with it. And he's telling me this story on the a phone. A portion of one yeah. toe. Like the top half of a toe. And so many things are going through my brain because I did not realize at this point that he didn't know about my limb difference. Oh my god! So I was quiet. I was yeah, just silent. Like to the point where he had to be like, "Hello, are you are there?" You? Yeah, <laughs> like um, yeah. So in my brain, I'm like, "How am I gonna play this? Like, what do I do? Do I not say anything?" And I just typical of me. I've been me my whole life. Mm-hmm. This is never gonna change. I just was like, I'm just going to say it mm-hmm. like, um, so this is awkward, but I, I don't really know how to tell you now, but I'm, I'm missing three toes, three entire toes among, you know, a different foot and a <laughs> scarred leg from multiple surgeries. And he was so quiet. Oh no. Yeah. And he just said, I am so sorry. Oh God. Like, I feel such an asshole and I'm like I do you do you want to talk to me still and he's like yeah of course I do and I'm like well it's not of course yeah after you tell me that story it's not of course no he probably just thought it was a funny anecdote and (laughs) well yeah and now of course my brain is like why is this okay but you freaked out over this girl missing like the nail on one of her toes not just the nail but like you know yeah a fraction of a toe I like I still don't know why this was okay with me, but I just had this moment of like, well, this guy's about to go 
running, but also I kind of want to make him feel like a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, he he didn't, and we we did date for we didn't really date for long. We went out a couple of times, and then it was like, mm, I'm not really interested. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but probably yeah. because he judges that girl with. <laughs> I. Mm, I don't know. I don't think that was no. it, but it's just, I I also had this thing in my dating history where I, for the first couple of years in my teens, when everyone is like getting crushes and having their first relationships, I would think that I liked someone. And then anytime that it actually looked like it might become something, mm-hmm. I realized I, I don't actually want the the idea of it was more fun. Than, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I got so uncomfortable with the idea of it actually being a relationship. Ah, interesting. Yeah, I thought it, I thought that was going to go on forever because it happened so many times. <laughs> I was just like, ooh, maybe I don't really want to date. No, the crush was more fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I don't actually want to deal with this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like I remember that story as something you've told me as a friend. Was that the same guy who ended up being a clown? Yeah. 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 That's probably why it didn't work. Yeah, I told this story at like an open mic. <laughs> Because, yeah, the thing was, I revealed to him in one of these conversations that I didn't like clowns at all. Mm-hmm. So eventually after this talk where he told me about the girl with the toe and I told him about my limb difference, he did start acting weird around me. And I didn't know why or I thought <laughs> I knew why. But it turned out he was acting weird because his after school job was as a clown. A party clown. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. So here I thought he was being weird because of, you know, well, he revealed what a jerk he was and maybe he isn't as okay with my limb difference as he's saying he is. But no, it was because I said I hated clowns and he was one. (laughs) That's incredible. This whole thing was just destined to not work. Oh, yeah. No, I think speaking of crushes, that brings me back to another thing that um, I I was thinking of before this episode is like I... I had a lot of crushes. I was just one of those people who was like in love with everybody. And like it was it was never reciprocated. Like all through high school and college, like I didn't really date because like I would have crushes on people and like they didn't feel the same way and it was just you know, I I started to question a little bit. I was like, is it about my hand? Like what oh. is it about me? You know, huh. like is it about that? Now looking back as an adult, it wasn't about my hand. Um many of those boys later came out. Um, and then also I think in high school, especially I entered high school, like paired up with my high school boyfriend and I was so excited to have a boyfriend that I was like gross about PDA. Oh no. Yeah. It was gross. Wait, as a like freshman? Yeah. So this was someone you had known in junior high and it carried into- Summer before high school and it carried into high school. Okay. So, like, it was, like, we were, like, all over each other. We would, like, kiss each other in front of everybody all the time. It was gross. Like, I I apologized to everybody I went to high school with. (laughs) And now I'm thinking, maybe the reason boys didn't like me in high school wasn't because of my hand. Maybe it was because they associated me as that guy's girlfriend who was all hanging over him all the time for, like, a year and a half at the beginning of high school. Oh, that went on for a while. Yeah, it was a long relationship for high school. So, I think... It probably didn't have anything to do with my hand. It probably had more to do with either my behavior or the fact that they didn't like women. So, <laughs> but just that that was your thought, though. Yeah. That, is it because of your hand? That's. It's sad. Again, like it, it's just one of those little nagging thoughts that I always had. And like now, as a person who is married to somebody who 
does not care about my hand. I'm like, oh, that wasn't it. But yeah. it's just one of those things that you don't know until you're out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> That's interesting because my before that, my first quote unquote boyfriend in high school, like I really didn't date, but I was getting to be friends with this boy who I, I mean, pretty much everyone knew he was gay. He wasn't, he hadn't really come out and he didn't really talk about it, but I just assumed he was gay. And then one day he asked if I wanted to be his girlfriend. And I was like, and I said, yes. Uh-huh. I was like, I mean, you're cute and we get along well. So, okay. Yeah. You know, we went to homecoming together and we had fun and, you know, we broke up, you know, after a couple of months, I think. And I was not surprised or sad about it, but looking back, I'm like, hmm, did I only say yes because I knew he was gay and it wasn't going to go anywhere? Because I really, <laughs> I was not, I was not comfortable with the idea of actually dating anyone. Interesting. And I, I don't think it had anything to do with Littlefoot, though. No. No, at all. No. You just <laughs> had some hangups to work through. I was just, I wanted to be a kid yeah. a little bit. I mean, I think, I think that's valid. Like, you don't have to date in high school. You don't yeah. have to date any time if you don't want to date. It's like, it's not. And I think that's where I got hung up is like, I saw everybody else doing it. And so I thought I was supposed to do it too. And I think part of that in college is I tried too hard. Like I kind of mm. swung in like one direction where I became like overly flirtatious, which is like kind of a turnoff. And then, and then I kind of swung the other direction after college where I was like really shy and like wouldn't talk to boys. So it was, which ne- also doesn't help facilitate. Which doesn't help. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it doesn't, it was never about my hand. It was about me needing to work through some stuff. And I think that's probably going to be the case for the majority of people. It's not going to be about your limb difference. It's going to be more about your self-confidence and how you you handle yourself well if your limb difference plays a big factor in your self-confidence then yeah. it might be part of something you need to work through. certainly yeah certainly um <laughs> I want to talk about something that's kind of related to this topic that I think is important to talk about oh um, I know what you're gonna say oh boy how do we talk about this um we're gonna first of all say if you are listening with kids you should probably shut this podcast off and come back to it at a later time yeah um, there's an opposite to people who will be turned off or uncomfortable with a limb difference. There's a polar opposite. And I think Kristen and I have both dealt with this, especially online in our digital age right now. Um, fetishists mm-hmm. are a thing. Yeah. I have not personally had to deal with it because, like I said, I haven't done online dating, but I have been made aware that um, I could be a very rich person right now if I wanted to <laughs> exploit Littlefoot. There's that site, what is it, OnlyFans or something that oh. I think you can well, yeah. make. Oh, <laughs> I mean, not just that, but, you know, any online. Yeah, you could make bank. Site. But um, I have. You have dealt with it. I have dealt with this. Um, Well, and part of it was self-imposed. I, many, many years ago, and when I say many, many, I mean like, I don't know, 10. I think it was just after my freshman year of college, I was home for the summer and Reddit was like the hot new thing. And it used to be on Reddit that anybody could do an ask me anything post. Mm -hmm. And so I did one and I was just like, and I, the language I use looking back, I'm like, girl, I like, I think my post was like, I am a female, first of all. No, I'm not a female. I'm a woman um, <laughs> with a minor physical deformity, which I'm like, oh, I, if I had the chance to go back and redo that title alone, I would. But 
that well, was a that was the post that was the ask me anything post we also we don't have a lot of language like exactly. we've talked about like and I, it is an awkward thing to try to talk about without sounding clinical and while sounding natural and you end up sounding like a robot exactly yeah um and so I did that post and I included a picture of my hand just so people knew I wasn't lying or anything and mm-hmm. Um, got a lot of really good questions like how do you type and like do you probably a lot of the stuff we've covered a lot of the stuff we've covered and I also got a lot of um, a Uh. lot of again turn turn this off if you're listening with kids right now I'll count down three two one I got so many questions about hand jobs yeah so many questions about hand jobs and people direct messaging me saying like how much they wanted it and like and the problem is at the time I was desperately craving male attention and so I responded to some of those like kind of in a way like I didn't say like you shouldn't ask this you know like this is rude I was just like I mean I guess if this is how I'm gonna get attention like haha like I I guess it would be fun you know like Girl, I want to go back and slap 18-year-old Anna and be like, you don't have to put up with this. You are valid if men, even if men don't want to, like, be all over you, whatever. Um, so. Well, also, it's a fairly recent thing that we realize that we can push back against that yeah. stuff, sadly. Yeah. But, yeah. And I wanted everybody on the thread to like me, too. So I was like, I'm not going to, like, shoot anybody down. And I you just kind of play it off like, ha, ha fun, uh, yeah. fun joke. Um, so if I, if I had the chance to redo that AMA, I would do a lot of things differently. But I also got a few people who started stalking me around Reddit mm-hmm. um, because they were, quote, unquote, amputee fetishists. Even though I am not technically an amputee, I fill that category in their brain. Well, yeah. And it it obviously is not limited just to amputees. Right. Like it's just a – and. A couple of years ago, more recently even, I I had like a mini stalker who found all of my social media and found YouTube videos that I was in uh, that were projects that I did with this theater company and started commenting on them like, oh, I love her little claw and like all this really creepy, weird language. Yeah, I remember you showing those to me and just... Yeah, it was, and he found my Instagram and kept following my Instagram, and I deleted him a couple times. I blocked him. He made a new account to follow my Instagram, so I had to set my Instagram to private. Like, Mm. it was, and it was all because I had a hand that made him feel a certain way sexually, which is very dehumanizing. Um, I don't want to, like, kink shame. Like, everybody's into what they're into. If that's your thing, like, that's fine, but. But don't explore that, like, the thing is, my understanding of kinks is that they're all about consent. And it's very much a world where, from what I've heard and from people that I know, it's one of the most polite communities, one of the most compassionate and aware and very, you know, they're very concerned with consent and with making sure everyone is comfortable. Yes. And I was not comfortable with this. Yeah. You don't just find someone who isn't putting themselves out there for that specific purpose and then stalk them. Yeah. Yeah. It's so that was really disturbing. And I think that's something that people with limb differences should be aware of and probably are aware of if you're an adult with a limb difference. I'm sure you've probably dealt with this. Um, but yeah, if you're if you're a kid or like early teens, I don't, maybe you're not aware and it wouldn't be the worst thing to 
have some of that awareness before you go into these situations. Just think really carefully about what on social media is public and what is private. Your profiles, if they're public, anyone can find them. And Mm -hmm. that includes people you may not be comfortable with. Yeah. So, And it's, you know, so much of this podcast is us wanting to celebrate visibility and putting ourselves out there and being proud and being very visible because of our limb differences, like especially, or at least not hiding our limb differences. But you also have to be careful about what you put out and where you put it and just making sure that your accounts are secure or that you know who's following you. And if there is something uncomfortable that you know what to do if and when that happens. Absolutely. And here's kind of a funky question. Again, please don't bring your kids back yet. I don't think I could date somebody who had a fetish for my hand or be with somebody in that respect. What do you think? Like for me, it would just feel like they were only with me for that in a way, you know? I don't know. I guess it would depend on how big of a deal they made it or how big of your, how big a part of your like sex life they made it. Um, It's like I, I went on a couple of dates with this guy. We met online and I, I initially talked to him because he like had a picture, a screenshot in his dating profile of like his Pokédex in Pokemon Go. And I'm a big old nerd and I played <laughs> Pokemon Go. And I was like, oh, we could connect over this. The only thing he talked about on all three dates was Pokemon Go. Like the only thing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, I would try to like ask him other questions and he would steer the conversation back to Pokemon Go. I'm like, if this is the only thing this relationship would be based on, this is not a relationship I want. Yeah. And I feel like it's the same with that. Well, and also with something like a fetish or a kink or even just your preferences mm-hmm. um, sexually, I think both people have to be in- into it. Yeah. Or, you know, at least willing to explore it. And it's not a limb difference in that regard isn't that much different than another body part like if one person they make that their focus and you're as their partner not into it Mm -hmm. that's not gonna work yeah like it doesn't mean that you're ashamed of it or that you you know think that they're or that you think that they're like a creeper or that they're you know in in the wrong or something for it it just means you're not compatible right I like for me personally I wanted to date or marry or be with somebody who was with me because I am smart and talented and funny and fun and like all these things that I like about myself Mm -hmm. and not because I have three fingers on one hand you know yeah and I I feel like that's probably how a lot of people feel but I mean if you if you want to date somebody who just really 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 likes your limb difference who am I to stop you I mean and I'm (laughs) sure you know the people with that particular fetish you know if they do actually spend their lives with someone I would hope that it wouldn't be just for that I'm sure they're capable of developing of of deeper relationships but if that is a big part of it for them and it's not for you then yeah that's not gonna work yeah it's not gonna work and anybody who's listening to this if you are one of those people who is attracted to limb difference in that way don't stalk people on the internet yeah like just don't (sighs) If that's not their thing and if that's not the way that they're choosing to put that out there into the world, don't make it about that. Yeah, because there are people who are choosing to do that. I mean, like oh, yeah. like Kristen and I have said, <laughs> we could make a lot of money we if could. we wanted to. I don't personally feel called to do that. Um, nope. <laughs> but that exists. There's a niche for that. 
mm-hmm. that exists out there. there you can are, find a willing participant. Yes. There yes. are consenting, willing people out there who can help you with that expression. That's not everyone. Please don't try to make that everyone with a limb difference. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, gosh. <sighs> so I'm going to steer this back to not that that was negative. It's just an aspect of dating with a limb difference. That I you felt like aware. it was necessary to talk about. Like it's Absolutely. a lived experience. I feel like it it would have been irresponsible given the number of times we've talked about it yep. and how often it's come up and the fact that we're aware of it. It would have been irresponsible not to at least mention it. Yes. Um but just getting back to generally like dating and meeting people and getting to know them, I can honestly say I've never had I've never had a negative experience with my limb difference causing an issue in a romantic relationship. And in fact, it has often created some wonderful, hilarious memories and mm. been a bonding experience with a partner. Yeah. Where, um, you know, like they have their own name for it or they start to pick up on like the language that we use. Like when a partner or a friend starts calling Littlefoot Littlefoot because mm-hmm. they know that I do. That's a wonderful thing. When people start anticipating your needs like I know my partner sometimes will touch my leg or my foot and be like oh like you better put another sock on or like you maybe want to like take a bath or something because it's cold well and I know him and he's a really caring person in general and so like just I love hearing the fact that that extends to your limb difference too yeah and it's just it's like any other thing when you get to know someone on that level they start to know what your needs are what you know what little quirks and things you have and they care about you they start paying attention to them yeah yeah I get hand massages every once in a while from my husband when it starts to get sore and like it's they it does almost provide like a level of emotional intimacy like Mm -hmm. when you when you bond over something like that too it's it's kind of nice it is it absolutely is I have a funny story go for it with so I I'm a I'm a small person and Mm -hmm. when I sit I tend to curl up into a ball like I I bring my (laughs) I bring my legs up I sit on my feet my like knees are everywhere Mm -hmm. I I don't really sit like on especially on a couch when I'm like watching tv my legs are like all up under me and yeah I'm in a little ball so one time we were we were just watching tv and I must have been I was like completely under a blanket like curled up and And he reached over and grabbed Littlefoot, which was kind of up like near my lap because I was sitting with my with my leg tucked up. And he's just kind of holding Littlefoot and sort of like rubbing his thumb across Littlefoot. And after like 10 seconds, he just sort of goes, this isn't your hand. (laughs) (laughs) He just sort of reached to where like your hand would naturally be if you're sitting and just thought he was holding my hand for a second and then just the dawning realization of like (laughs) this is your foot (laughs) that's so cute oh that makes me laugh yeah and like is it it's the same thing with trevor like every once in a while like he'll he'll stick his hand out on the couch for me to hold and i'll give him my right hand and he goes oh it's little hand like it's (laughs) almost like a delightful surprise you know yeah (laughs) yeah or like there have been times where i'm putting my shoes on and he'll put his arm out because he knows that when I go to put my left shoe on, I'm going to need something to balance on Mm -hmm. because I can't stand on little foot by itself Mm -hmm. and put my shoe on. Just those little things that 
hopefully your partner will pick up on and start to integrate into their own like experience and their relationship with you are some of the most wonderful, sometimes funny, sometimes just heartwarming things. I love that. Yeah. So I guess like overall, I mean, someone's going to love you for you. Yeah. And someone's going to love your limb difference. Yeah. They're not just going to like tolerate it or look past it. Yeah. Like hopefully they'll embrace it. It's not like my husband doesn't love me in spite of my limb difference. My husband loves me and my limb difference. Right. And I think that's a really important distinction and a lovely thing. Yeah. Well, and in some ways, the person that you are is kind of a result of your experiences with your limb difference. Not that it defines you, but, but it, it shapes your experience. Absolutely. Um, in ways maybe you recognize and some maybe you don't. Like we don't we don't really know how much of our own personalities and entities as entire beings has been formed because of specific situations and experiences and ways of thinking that are directly tied to our limb differences. Yep. Which is an episode we will talk about all in itself. Self-image. Soon. I won't say next time because I (laughs) will not box us in again, but soon. That is one that's coming up. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be a good one. I think so. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I I forgot to say it on the last episode we recorded, but um, please, if you like Mm. our podcast, please rate, review, subscribe. You know the drill. And follow us on social media. We are on Instagram, Facebook, and now we're on Twitter at Life and Limb Podcast, I think is our handle. I should know this before I start talking about it. (laughs) You can find us. Uh, You'll find us. We trust you are (laughs) savvy at doing internet searches. Oh my gosh. Like I'm... Again, a social media manager for Life and Limb Pod. We are oh. we are at Life and Limb Pod on Twitter now. So yeah. send us your questions, send us your stories, good, bad, ugly, yeah, Ugh. all of the above. Yeah, We'd we're love to hear clearly it. talking about anything. We are talking about anything. And now Kristen and I are going to sign off and go eat the Chinese food that the love of my life just brought home for us. You remember that I'm vegetarian and just got me something vegetarian. See, like that's the thing, like. Little Anna, who thought she would maybe never find somebody, and if she did, she'd have to settle for somebody. I didn't settle at all. I got a winner. It's disgusting. It's so good. It's so <laughs> gross. All right, we love you guys, and we will see you in two weeks. Bye. Bye. <laughs>